first of all, get on the Empower Plus. Now, one of the the objections that that most people are going to have that have the MTHFR issue is that it contains folic acid rather than methylfolate. But don't let that be a deterrent because your body will um, will convert folic acid absolutely appropriately if it has all of the other nutrients necessary. So, like the other twelve nutrients in the Empower Plus that are specific to uh, methylation. Greetings, good day, hello, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. Now, True Hope Canada is a mind and body-based supplement company that is dedicated first and foremost to promoting brain and body health through non-invasive nutritional means. For more information about us, you can visit truehopecanada.com. Today, I welcome David Stephan to the show. David is the VP of True Hope Canada, and we're going to be discussing a rather hot topic within nutrition and the supplement industry, methylation. All right. Good morning, David. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. How are you today? I'm doing really well, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Let's kick things off with a basic introduction about what is methylation and why is it an important talking point these days? Perfect. Yeah. Methylation is really a process that takes place in the body where, um, you know, for heavy metals, they can be converted into a form that's more uh, mobile and they can be removed from the body. So for detoxification, it's extremely important. Um, the regulation of proteins, the regulation of DNA, uh, it really has a widespread um, role in, in our entire health when we're talking about methylation. And so when we're looking at achieving optimal health, many times when there's a disease, we'll, we'll boil it right back down to potentially a methylation issue. And it's really become quite a buzzword over the last um, about eight, nine, 10 years here where we've developed a lot more, um, information and knowledge on the matter, uh, especially in relation to vitamin B9 or folate or folic acid, um, not being properly converted into methyl tetrahydrofolate. And so when that begins to take place, we end up with dysfunction in the body and that's happening a lot. And so there's been this big, I, I call it a craze, the methylation craze where everybody's kind of jumping on that bandwagon and um, they're trying to treat the symptom of poor methylation. And so I think what we're probably going to get into today is actually addressing the root and almost nobody is addressing the root. And that's a major issue because we can band-aid one symptom, but quite likely that dysfunction is spread throughout the body and we're finding dysfunction in other aspects of methylation, not just with the, the vitamin B9 or the, or the folate uh, pathway, but also in other pathways. And so if we don't correct it at its root, we're just going to be constantly trying to plug holes in this dam where we're just leaking out and, and, and we're in a state of dysfunction and not able to maintain our health. Yeah, certainly. I think when you look at trying to really understand, diagnose, and then begin treating something that's quite specific, like you know, methylation and not having the ability to process key nutrients. And then we've, you know, already briefly chatted about, you know, the functions of methylation are involved in the regulation of mood, production of different hormones, even with digestion and detoxification in the liver, you know, like the functions of methylation are necessary. You know, they, they happen like billions of times every second, you know, just, just happening constantly. And for somebody who, um, you know, might be experiencing certain symptoms and going to a doctor, 
the fact that methylation occurs in so many different parts of the body, basically, basically in all systems, you know, somebody could be getting a, a poor, incorrect, incorrect diagnosis, getting the wrong drug, wrong medication, and then, you know, not really ever getting on a path to understanding their, their condition. Therefore, it just makes it quite tricky to, to understand. And as you say, like the, the awareness of methylation is increasing. Um, I think that's probably got to do with our, how incredible understanding and knowledge of genetics that has just just gone wild in the last decade, which is fantastic to understand. But um, in regards to, you know, the actual methylation factor, we hear about very specific nutrients in, in the process of methylation. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit more for me? Yeah, absolutely. So we're hearing a, a, a lot about vitamin B9. It, it just seems to be um, where the methylation is being myopically um, you know, coming kind of kind of coming to a crux in a sense where um, that's the only concern that people are are having. But you have three B vitamins that end up getting processed um, to make them actually usable in the body, and that's vitamin B six, B nine, and B twelve, right? And so what you'll see many times is um, you know uh, the vitamin B six. It has to be converted in the body uh, for many of the pathways into pyridoxine 5-phosphate, or you'll see it abbreviated P5P. You're not finding that too much being put into a supplement form, but what you are seeing is the B9 and the B12 being put into a supplement form. And so you'll see that come in, um, in as methylfolate, or if they expand on it, methyl tetrahydrofolate, and then methylcobalamin. Now, what this is doing, it's bypassing the, the methylation pathway issues. So if somebody isn't methylating properly, then by taking that, now they're able to get that ingredient that they need and they're able to function, right? <clears throat> but when we look at the whole spectrum of what's going on in the body, methylation is required for, for many minerals in order for them to be able to be functional, to be in a usable form. So example, um, you would never find anybody, I'd hope you'd never find anybody going and uh, consuming sulfur in, in its raw form, right? First of all, it'd be really stinky. And, and second of all, it would be toxic to you. However, um, we require sulfur. We require a fair bit of sulfur every day for uh, the um, production of, or the, uh, well, I guess, yeah, the production of strong joints and connective tissue for the formation of that. You need to have organic sulfur. Um, it plays a significant role in all sorts of areas of the body. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. So when you go and get it in supplement form, you're not buying sulfur that's yellow, that, like what many people are familiar with, that has that rotten egg smell. You're buying a white, um, mainly odorless powder in the form of methyl sulfenylmethane. So it's already gone through a methylation type process in nature to make it uh, available to us. So now it's in a usable form. But that goes for a lot of uh, the nutrients that we consume on a daily basis, including amino acids. Methylation processes will take place to convert those amino acids, um, vitamins, and minerals. And so it's a process in our body that's absolutely crucial for taking um, raw form nutrients and turning them into a usable form that the body can actually uh, take and do whatever functions it needs millions of different functions, literally, whether it be, you know, muscle tissue formation to um, the production of hormones and neurotransmitters. If you're not methylating, you're not going to have the proper hormones and neurotransmitters 
um, being produced in the body to regulate mood, as well as to ensure that everything else is functioning appropriately, that the right messages are being sent and received. What factors actually reduce our ability to to methylate? There must be, I mean, the, I mean, when we're talking about specific nutrients being necessary for the whole process to happen, my mind immediately as a nutritionist goes to, okay, you might be nu- just nutrient deficient, just you just don't have those particular nutrients coming in on a regular basis, giving your body the ability to even make the process happen. So what other factors are there that um, somebody might look at in their own life, in their own lifestyle, that might be blocking them from this very, very vital biological pathway? You know, if we were to take a look at it from a very holistic uh, approach, you have environmental toxins that'll that'll create dysfunction in the body, and that can that can break down methylation pathways. Um, you have stress. You have um, you know, I, I can speak from experience here. Uh, inflammatory issues. If you're eating highly inflammatory foods, certain oils, um, certain proteins that are causing inflammation in the body that's going to create a state of dysfunction and it's going to begin to break down different pathways like that, where they just won't function. It's going to draw nutrients out of you that should be going elsewhere. And then now we're going to get to the nutrient aspect because uh, even with environmental toxins, your body should be able to deal with it appropriately. High levels of stress, your body should be able to deal with that appropriately and should be able to alleviate that stress as well as um, undo any of the damage that's occurred from that stress. And in relation to inflammation, well, we should be avoiding things that cause inflammation in our lives, generally dietary, um, but your body should be able to also deal with uh, a certain level of inflammation effectively, but it can only do so when it has all the nutrients necessary to allow for your body to perform every function at its highest level. And as soon as we go into a nutrient deficient state of any particular nutrient, you're going to begin to see dysfunction that's going to manifest as disease in the body. And so it's extremely important. And this is, this is the missing link in almost all of all of the dysfunction and disease that we see today. It's a nutrient deficiency of one sort or, or another. And so it's very important that we're getting all the nutrients that we need to allow for our body to do what it needs to do. I, I heard a, a saying recently, um, the more that you know about the body, the less you want to interfere with it. And it's so important when, when we begin to see what's taking place in the body and how complicated it is, really the, the, the last thing you want to do is begin to actually try to intervene with any particular processes, um, very, you know, very targeted or myopic. You want to take a look at the whole of it and say, okay, what does my body require to thrive? proper diet, nutrition, and then obviously, you know, a good, healthy lifestyle, some exercise and all that. But when we're looking at what we're putting into our body, we want to make sure that we're putting clean food in that's nutrient dense. And then obviously due to uh, farming methods, agricultural practices that have taken place over the last 150 years. And I, I, I educate on this uh, often. It's always how I start off my presentations showing the, um, the issue with our food and that even though you may be choosing a healthy diet. Today, it's extremely uh, deficient in many of the key nutrients that we need to thrive. So it's so important that we, we make sure that we're getting the nutrition that we need that prevents uh, genetic mutations, that prevents the breakdown of these methylation pathways. Um, and when you look at a lot of the meth or all of the methylation pathways, they require certain nutrients to ensure that the methylation process takes place. 
it's not just happening magically that the body says, hey, you know, you need to methylate, methylate. No, no, it actually requires certain nutrients. So if we take a look, example, at uh, the vitamin B9 methylation pathway, the main culprits for the lack of methylation is a deficiency in choline, a deficiency in methionine, and a deficiency, obviously, in vitamin B9 itself, because you can't methylate something that you don't have to start off with. And so with, with those key nutrients, um, you have the basis for methylation right there. So it, nutrition really comes down to the root of almost all of all of these issues. Yeah, it's so easy to become nutrient deficient these days, like anywhere in the world, pretty much. And um, you just throw in the fact that so many people have got quite poor digestion, you're not actually going to be able to grab the nutrients from your food like you you would have done when your nutrition when your when your diet and your digestion was working a lot more effectively and then it's kind of hard to avoid stress whether you're like kind of kind of deliberately experience it or it's just happening to you kind of unconsciously that obviously is going to create a pathway of inflammation and you know we know that when the body is in that sympathetic state it's going to put certain processes on hold while it de deals with this you know in quotations threat that's coming at you so you know and you throw like a high sugar diet into that whole that whole mm. mess you know we're talking about high exposure to you know environmental toxins that are just constantly coming in the body's always having to fight and really kind of scrap the barrel of the resources that it's being given and that's obviously when something like a broad spectrum micronutrient comes into the conversation, which we'll of course get into. But um, we hear so much about the genetic factor when it comes to methylation, especially the MTHFR gene. Um, are you able to uh, elaborate on that a little bit and tell us kind of what that what that is? Because you know it's um, again big topic when it comes to methylation is the genetic factor. Absolutely, and you know whenever we begin talking about genes. It's always a bit of a touchy subject because many times the walls come up as, because we've been trained in our society that as soon as we deem something to be genetic, it means that we're powerless to change it, that we're basically a lifetime customer to treating the symptom rather than actually able to correct the root. And, and that's actually really far from the truth. The expression of our, of our genetics is actually many times rooted in methylation issues as well. And so when we're talking about now this, this buzzword that I've seen for last just over a decade, epigenetics, it, it's the buzzword that, that identifies that we are not powerless, but that we can actually change the expression of our genes. And that if there's some poor genetic makeup that we all come with, uh, for me in my family history, it's bipolar disorder. However, you don't see me struggling with bipolar disorder at all. Why? Because I've changed the environment within my body, which allows for me to no longer have this genetic disorder that, you know, is part of your family line and you are just doomed to struggle with it for the rest of your life. And you better get on some uh, medications for that, right? Not, not so. And so when we're taking a look at this, um, you know, <clears throat> We're able to correct these things. And I don't know the full function as to why we're able to do this, but this is what we've begun to see. And the science will soon catch up with it, I'm sure. Just like when we first came out with our supplements, the Empower Plus, which was showing profound results in, in a wide variety of mental health conditions. At first, there was no science to back it up. It was very novel. It was new. People didn't understand it. The doctors scoffed at it. However, um, you know, within a few short years, 
the first studies began to roll out validating what thousands of people had already seen in their own life. We're now starting to see that in relation to the methylation issues, especially with the MTHFR uh, gene mutation that, that takes place where people aren't able to methylate appropriately. And it doesn't just come down to making sure that they have the choline and the methionine present with the vitamin B9 to ensure that it becomes methyl um, tetrahydrofolate, but rather that there's a, a, a genetic mutation that's preventing that, that enzyme uh, reaction that converts the vitamin B9. What we've begun to see is that people that take the Empower Plus is that over a period of time, even if they've tested positive for the MTHFR uh, gene mutation, even though they've tested positive for that, we've seen in many instances where people have actually had a correction of that. They go back to get tested and it's not there anymore. Now, the first thing that, I, that we have to liken it to is in our experience with uh, hemochromatosis. And hemochromatosis is an issue in the body where it can no longer um, deal with iron appropriately. So you end up with a buildup of iron. And this goes back to, you know, talking about the methylation issues in relation to um, the conversion of minerals to make them into a usable format. Um, so they're not building up in a, in a toxic form. And what's interesting is with hemochromatosis, that's exactly what you end up with with iron. And so you can't eat iron rich foods. Uh, many times people that struggle with hemochromatosis at a high level will need bloodlettings on a regular basis, where basically the blood's being drained out, the iron-rich blood as it builds up, and then they have to, to create new blood. And that new blood obviously isn't as iron-rich, so it doesn't become as toxic to them. But that's an, an incredible band-aid solution to a major issue because your body should be able to process the iron. But when we look at the root of it, there's two genetic mutations that have taken place in order for the hemochromatosis to become a disease, to become that dysfunction in the body. So there's already two genetic mutations that have taken place. What we've seen by giving Empower Plus, which actually has iron in it, it seems very um, uh, counterintuitive to uh, the treatment of an iron um, an overabundance of iron in the body. What we've seen is when we deal with this situation, um, very specifically starting off very slowly with the empower plus so that, uh, the body has time to correct the issues before getting too rich in iron. What we see by applying this protocol of starting off at like basically one capsule per day for a week, two capsules per day for a week and so on. And you slowly build it up. So you're, you're going really slow. And if somebody is, is um, extremely sensitive, then you, you expand it further where it's one capsule per day for two weeks, two capsules per day for another two weeks. And so we're, we go about it very carefully, very slowly. But what we see by the end of this protocol being put into place is that these people no longer have the hemochromatosis. Yet that issue was rooted in two genetic mutations. So what that's telling us in relation to both the correction of the MTHFR issue, as well as the hemochromatosis issue, is that nutrition is having an impact on correcting genetic issues. It's really quite phenomenal when, when you think about it. However, it's really quite simple and makes a whole lot of sense because we were not designed, we were not uh, made in a state of imperfection to have all of this dysfunction, all of this chaos going on in the body. We, we were made in a, in a state of perfection. And in essence, 
where our bodies are just supposed to thrive. As long as they have all of the nutrients they need, as long as you're not in a, in a continual, stressful, traumatic uh, situation, and as long as you're not being bombarded with environmental toxins uh, day in and day out. Yeah, we certainly have this um, predisposition to methylate less well with certain genetic mutations, absolutely. And I think it's very fascinating the fact that you know, we can use, by providing the body with a broad spectrum of, of nutrients in very specific forms and very um, uh, in very specific quantities, that the body's going to be able to grab that use it and you know take care of a lot of these imbalances it's something like you said before you know we can't expect to really fix something within our body using kind of anything externally we just have to be able to give the body the resources it needs to be able to do the thing it does which is to heal and make you feel awesome that's, that's what it's designed to do and when we can step out of the way of it in within nutrition but also as well psychologically you know like it can be incredibly stressful um to have a diagnosis to have a disease to try everything to try and fix it and you know you're again you're like you dig you're deep in your, you're digging yourself a deeper hole to to climb out of because of that stressful factor and we know what stress does to our genetics and again if you are predisposed if you have a predisposition to something like this it's just going to make it more and more difficult can you touch on the fact within the kind of like the, the supplement industry and, you know, um, these, these genetic mutations, especially with the MTHFR gene, we're talking about like different forms of folate, you know, we've got methylfolate and then folic acid. Can you touch on the difference between that? Because I know, I know working as a nutritionist, I've, I've had few, a few clients come to me and say, listen, they, I can't take supplements. And it's going to be one of my primary recommendations, but they can't take supplements because that just, it just does not agree with them. And a lot of them have put purely put it down to the fact that oh, it's my genetics. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just, you know, my mum had it and my grandma had it and I can't take these supplements. So like they're completely rigid in this, in this whole situation. And there's no, there's no, um, there's no communicating with, with some of these people because it's just so, you know, it's, it's great to be able to blame something. We kind of like to do that as humans. It's great to be able to blame something. As long as it's not me and my actions, we love to be able to blame something, even if it's like, you know, our genetics and we know of epigenetics, it just doesn't quite work like that. So can you please touch on the, the supplement industry and the different forms of folate that we might be um, trying to consume? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's really unfortunate that um, the narrative that we tell ourselves as well as that we're telling others. So you know, professionals, you'll go to, um, you know, maybe a, a alternative doctor of sorts, or even a doctor. Uh, many times it's a very disempowering uh, narrative that's being given where it's like, you have no control over the situation and it leaves you just kind of hopeless where, okay, well, I guess I got to kind of go around it this way and try to, you know, bandaid the situation, deal with the symptom over here, but never will I be able to deal with the root of, of the, the issue. And it, it's unfortunate that narrative that's being told. But um, when we take a look at uh, the supplement industry, this is this is part of the issue that that we're coming up against, where we haven't really seen the full potential of proper nutrition because we don't put the nutrition into the proper forms when we're producing it. You see, there's processes that take place within nature, within healthy living soil that's just filled with bacteria cultures, 
uh, filled with you know larger uh, organisms, worms that are you know basically creating worm castings. They're, they're they're breaking down the minerals and micronizing them for the plants to be able to uptake them more readily. The bacteria is helping break it down. There's fungi. There's there's all sorts of stuff that's taking place in healthy soil. It, it's filled with life. And what happens is the minerals are being broken down appropriately. They're being uptaken by the plants readily at that point. You eat those plants where the soil hasn't been tampered with, and that is mineral-rich soil. You're getting extremely mineral-rich food, and you're getting it in the form where it can actually be therapeutic. So in the supplement industry, what we've seen is we've seen um, poor vitamins <clears throat> and extremely poor minerals, minerals that we can't actually even process in our bodies, being given to us in a pill form. And so we're not seeing the therapeutic effects from it. We're not seeing the correction on a large scale um, in relation to genetic dysfunction within our bodies because you're taking something that's really inert that's sometimes actually taxes the body more so than it actually helps to um, invigorate the body. But when we go and take a look at the supplement industry in the approach that's been taken with the methylated B vitamins, this has become uh, somewhat problematic. However, many people, and many people attest to this, it's also been um, very good in dealing uh, specifically with the symptoms of uh, a lack of methylation. So if somebody has the MTHFR um, issue and they go and they get a B vitamin complex that has the vitamin B9 and the vitamin B12 that's already in its pre-methylated form, they're going to notice some, some significant results from that because all of a sudden they're getting um, a higher level of these methylated B vitamins that they weren't seeing, that they weren't getting before. And it's empowering a lot of different pathways, right? So if we, if we were to take a look at this, if somebody isn't methylating vitamin B9 into methyl tetrahydrofolate, and we were to take a look at two different biochemical pathways, neurotransmitter pathways for the regulation of mood. If we were to take a look at the tryptophan pathway that, that ends up in melatonin eventually, and do that process, you end up with serotonin for the regulation of mood. Many people recognize serotonin as, as a key word um, in relation to mood dysfunction, uh, especially with you know medications being put out there like selective um, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, your, your modern SSRIs, right? It has an impact on, on the serotonin, preventing it from being reuptake and broken down. So you have more serotonin floating around. It can be dangerous for some people. Uh, you can end up with serotonin syndrome, too much serotonin. Um, however, <clears throat> when we take a look at it, that pathway, you have tryptophan, and through an enzyme reaction, it converts into 5-hydroxytryptophan. Now, as part of the enzyme reaction, you have iron, methyl tetrahydrofolate, vitamin C, vitamin D, and vitamin B3. You have those five key nutrients that are part of the enzyme reaction in order to convert tryptophan into 5-hydroxytryptophan. Now, if many people that have depression will go to the health food store, and once again, here we go to the Band-Aid fix, they're now bypassing the, the initial conversion, and they're going straight to the 5-hydroxytryptophan. Not asking the question, why is my body not producing 5-hydroxytryptophan? Well, it could be because of an iron deficiency. It could be because of a vitamin C, D, or vitamin B3 deficiency, or it could be as simple as just this. They're not methylating the, the folic acid or the folate that they're getting in supplement form or food form, they're not methylating it into methyl tetrahydrofolate. Because if that ingredient is not present, that enzyme reaction does not take place, 
the conversion of tryptophan into 5-hydroxytryptophan doesn't take place. And if you don't have 5-hydroxytryptophan, then you won't have the opportunity through another enzyme reaction that requires pyridoxine 5-phosphate or P5P, the activated form of vitamin B6, to then convert through that enzyme reaction into serotonin. So that's why many people, when they go to a health food store struggling with depression, they'll be recommended 5-HTP as one of the solutions. And for some of them, it, it, it's very beneficial. However, you're bypassing a crucial step. You're not addressing the root of the situation. You're not going right back to the, the, the state of dysfunction. You're just putting a Band-Aid on it. And this is where it becomes problematic. Because if you go and you bypass that step and you go to 5-HTP, which then becomes serotonin, which then becomes melatonin. So we're talking about sleep disorders as well. If you bypass that step and you don't correct that part of the pathway, you're going to have dysfunction in another pathway. And that's the tyrosine pathway where you end up with L-dopa, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, right? So now we're talking some very crucial neurotransmitters here. Um, and epinephrine being not only a neurotransmitter, but a, a hormone as well, where you're going to end up with dysfunction. And what we see is the exact same enzyme reaction from tyrosine into L-dopa, where it requires iron, methyl tetrahydrofolate, vitamin C, D, and vitamin B3. If you bypass that step in the serotonin pathway, then you're losing out on the, the proper production of dopamine as well, because it's rooted it requires the exact same ingredients. And so the dysfunction in one pathway would be the dysfunction in the exact, in the other pathway as well. And what we see when you end up with dopamine issues, you have a lack of feeling rewarded in your life. You just don't get that kind of high naturally on life. And so many times you'll find addictive uh, behaviors accompanying that, that particular issue to try to stimulate the production of dopamine artificially, right? through ex an external means, um, through that kind of stimulus. And so that could result in, you know, uh, drug addictions. It could uh, result in, um, gambling addictions. It could, uh, even result in social media addictions where people are constantly getting that reward where somebody's liking, you know, their post or whatnot. And it just stimulates the production of dopamine. Um, but you should naturally be producing that dopamine at the proper rate. So going back to the the supplemental form for many people it's been a good thing to be able to take those methylated b vitamins but once again we're not dealing with the root of the situation going back a step further the question must be asked why are we not methylating and many times it's coming down to well i got a, a gene mutation nothing i can do about it not correct the expression of your genes um, largely is dictated by the nutrients that you consume on a daily basis and so it's so important that we go back to the root of the situation so that we're not trying to apply a band-aid situation because here's what, what can happen. For somebody like myself, if I take 5-HTP, it's disastrous. And the reason why is because I'm already producing enough 5-HTP that I just feel great on a daily basis. I don't struggle with depression. I don't struggle with mania. I don't struggle with anxiety. I don't struggle with any of those uh, type of mental health conditions. My body is in balance in that sense because I'm consuming uh, a wide spectrum of nutrients that are in the proper form that my body can actually assimilate and it can go and produce the various hormones and neurotransmitters that it needs to be able to thrive on a daily basis. 
So now when I sidestep a process like this and, and in, inject in the middle of this pathway, I go right to the 5-HTP and I consume that, I end up with an overabundance of serotonin, which the body to protect itself will actually begin dumping it, converting it into melatonin. I become extremely sleepy, extremely sleepy. It's, it's part of the, the protection or protection mechanism built into the body. Now, if somebody's already methylating at the appropriate rate or methylating to a degree, and they go and consume these, these methylated B vitamins that are typically uh, not found in nature, um, it's not really natural to be consuming it orally, these uh, methylated B vitamins. You can find trace amounts of, of methylated B vitamins in certain foods, but it, it's not how we're supposed to be getting the methylated B vitamins. We're supposed to be um, creating them rather than taking them. And so if somebody goes and takes those, those methylated B vitamins and they go into a state of overmethylation, many times the symptoms can be just bad or sometimes even worse in a state of overmethylation compared to a state of undermethylation. And so, and that can manifest actually, and we've seen it many times, especially with, uh, with people taking our supplements because all of a sudden their methylation pathways are becoming empowered where the methylation processes are taking place and they'll go and consume um, additional B vitamins that have these methylated uh, vitamin B9 and B12. And all of a sudden they're, they're going into a state of anxiety. Uh, if, if it's, if they persist with it and they don't recognize what's going on, it can become psychosis. Uh, it can many times manifest, um, as, uh, suicidal ideations, which is not good. Um, the, the very reason why many people are taking our supplements is to prevent themselves from ever having another suicidal ideation again. And yet here, if they're taking these, these, uh, methylated B vitamins, it can put them into that state. So people need to be very aware and very cautious. If they know they have the MTHFR gene issue, yes, they can, they can take these, these methylated B vitamins likely without any issues. And in fact, they'll probably see some great results from it. But if they're also correcting the root of the situation, the root of the dysfunction by taking all of the other nutrients that they need in order to empower the methylation, then they should be very cautious about how long they, they're consuming those methylated B vitamins for because it's only going to be a matter of time before that dysfunction is corrected in the body and they go into a state of overmethylation by consuming these methylated B vitamins. So just to kind of give a quick context to that, uh, it's easily identified at this point in time, we've got 36 ingredients in the Empower Plus. Most of them are minerals and vitamins, and then you've got three amino acids and three antioxidants. Now, out of the three uh, amino acids, one of them is methionine, which is actually a methyl donor, methionine methyl donor. Okay. It's actually built into its name. And so, um, out of those 36 ingredients that are found in the empire plus it's easily identified at this point in time. And it'll only probably grow over time as our knowledge grows that 12 out of the 36 ingredients, one third of the ingredients are crucial for methylation in the body. So when you begin to actually address it from a very holistic approach, rather than trying to take one ingredient here, one ingredient here, one ingredient here, but you're actually giving your body a whole gamut of ingredients, of nutrients that are going to assist with the uh, methylation pathway, you're going to expect at some point to see a, a complete correction in that methylation pathway and the dysfunction associated with undermethylation disappearing. And that's what we've seen in many, many instances. There have been some instances that I'm also aware of 
where people haven't quite seen the full effect in relation to methylation. And so that's, that's where, you know, perhaps other things need to be looked into. What else is possibly going on? Is there a detox that's necessary uh, of, of the system that, where there's been an accumulation of toxins? Is there per, uh, perhaps an overuse of antibiotics uh, as a child where now they have impaired digestion and they're not able to actually um, break down and assimilate the nutrition into their body like they should be able to? And these are issues that we've dealt with long-term just in relation to correcting mental health conditions where many times we've had to dive into um, gut health and correct the issues there with maybe an overabundance of, of candida, candida overgrowth, where it's robbing the nutrients. So you may be putting them in your mouth, but they're not going into your system because there's something else that's, that's getting to them before you have a chance to get to them. So there's other factors involved there as well. However, what we are seeing for people that are actually assimilating the nutrition and it's going into their body and it's having a profound effect on their mental health, we're also seeing that uh, it's largely, if not entirely, correcting these methylation issues, which many times mental health conditions can be rooted in a lack of methylation. Yeah, I think you've put a couple of great examples in regards to how even the natural health industry can slip into a conventional band-aid model of just trying to, as you say, sidestep very, very important pathways that the body has to do in an incredibly syn synergistic, balanced way. And it certainly can support somebody in the short term, but it should without question be used with caution and be used with a plan of trying to fix and trying to get to the bottom of what the real root problem is. I think that's a really important point and probably an area of the natural health world that could definitely um could definitely improve on i've got to ask you in regards to just the supplement industry in general because ingredients obviously massively important because i you know i've tried so many different supplements before my you no know, before becoming a health professional and afterwards as well to find out what works what doesn't and there's obviously a big difference between a company that you know sources their ingredients well and there's obviously a, many different steps and processes along the way of actually sourcing them and getting into a capsule getting them into a bottle there's so many steps that go along the way and if you don't have that quality control the product and the end user can you know it can actually do, be detrimental to somebody's health in the end if that supplement isn't isn't treated well and it's obviously incredibly poorly regulated um industry in some countries i believe in canada the the um to correct me if i'm wrong but the actual like you know, the, the the safety and the cleanliness of, of certain facilities is actually quite um rigorously checked i might be wrong on that one but i know in many other countries where we're getting products from overseas maybe china we're unable to actually see these facilities and see what ingredients are going into them and how they're being processed how they're being made and i think i think that's a, a, a big thing can you can you touch on like basically like good supplement companies and bad ones really <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's that's quite a, an interesting topic because yes canada has um very high standards in fact it's overly regulated to the point where it has eliminated a lot of the business that was coming in from other countries where they just weren't willing to jump through those hoops so th there we had a lot of products back in the early 2000s that were available to us from the u.s 
uh, we've seen a massive reduction in the amount of products that are available on health food store shelves due to the overregulation. Uh, and it just wasn't, uh, it was too cost prohibitive for these US companies to jump through these hoops for such a tiny market when they had 10 times the market available to them right there and they didn't have to go through all these hoops. However, there is a positive to it as well. And, and that's in relation to the high standards that are set that you know that um, that products are going to be clean. They have to uh, go through uh, regular testing. Um, and so there is that aspect as well so that you do know what, what you're getting, you know, what it says on the bottle you're getting in the capsule, right? So, so there is a benefit to that. Um, however, it's been slightly overdone here in Canada to the point where it's eliminated a lot of the, the therapeutic natural health products that were available to us. And that's not a good thing because access is crucial when it comes to health. So um, in relation to uh, poor supplement companies versus not poor supplement companies or, or, or good supplement companies that actually produce therapeutic results, Many times it's not seen in the regulations um, that are applied. It's not seen even by what's uh, listed on the label, um, especially when it comes to mineral supplementation. And so I'll go back, you know, 20, 26 years here. Um, when we first began doing what we were doing, uh, it, it got the attention of a lot of medical professionals and they were just shaking their head because nowhere in the literature was it being identified that mineral supplementation had really any significant impact on mental health conditions. And yet all of a sudden we're doing a major focus on mineral supplementation with the addition of vitamins because it works synergistically, just like when I, you know, I laid out in that, that certain uh, pathway there with tryptophan or, or the tyrosine pathway that the enzyme reactions really are um, in the present. They're taking place in the presence of, you know, vitamins and minerals working synergistically together. Um, and the same thing in relation to if you were to trace down all the different methylation pathways and all that, you just see the synergistic effect between all of these various nutrients um, working together, really, like omega fatty acids, amino acids, vitamins, and minerals. Really, you can't do uh, without any one of them and not have the others uh, not be able to perform their full duties, right? They all work synergistically in the body. So <clears throat> when we take a look at this, all of a sudden we're correcting mental health conditions using mainly mineral supplementation with the addition of uh, uh, vitamins and a few amino acids. But the focus was on the minerals and it didn't make sense to anybody. And the reason being is, <clears throat> is what we were doing is we were doing something that was so um, out of the norm. We were putting a high level of focus on the bioavailability of these minerals that they were coming into the system in a form that the body could actually uptake. Because, you know, if you go and grind up a rock, you know, that's all mineral. And then you were to take that rock dust and consume it. You could do an assay in the laboratory and, and find out how much of each mineral that you're getting out of that powder. But the fact of the matter is, it's not what you're eating. It's what you're absorbing that's going to have an impact on your body. And rock form mineral is not easily absorbed. However, most supplements, like when we get, when we get to our minerals, <clears throat> um, when we source them out, we're basically getting them, we're getting them in a pharmaceutical grade, which just means that they have, they've met the rigorous, um, purity standards. And so, you know, there, it's not a pharmaceutical company that's sitting there and manufacturing or something like that. It's just called pharmaceutical grade. And I, I think it's a bad term myself because pharmaceuticals really have very little to do with minerals, but so it comes in, in a form that we know is pure. However, it's basically useless. It's rock form mineral. 
It's what we do to it thereafter that actually makes it therapeutic, that actually makes it so the body can recognize it and do what it needs to do with that nutrition. And so we go through a, a rigorous process of micronizing those minerals, making them into a very, very fine particle size so that uh, they that the very size isn't a barrier in itself that's able to bypass all sorts of things that able to get right, you know, pass through cell membranes, through the blood brain barrier, all that type of stuff. But then further to that, we're chelating those minerals. We're putting it through an organic process where by the time that we're done with it, those minerals in their very small size now are bound to an organic molecule. So basically you got these two molecules attached. You've got the minerals and you've got this organic molecule similar to what would be taking place in the soil with all the bacteria cultures and the fungi and all that. There's a breakdown in the minerals and an organic process that, that takes place where it's basically now wrapped in this, this chelating agent that your body recognizes and it pulls it in. Now, what's, what's interesting about that is not only does it increase the absorption and assimilation of that mineral into the system, into your body, but it also then, that, that chelating agent can act as a detoxifier and bind up to heavy metals when it's done on the mineral and it binds up to heavy metals and helps pull them out of the system. And we actually see this many times where people will take our supplements and they begin to notice initially a therapeutic effect, but then they go through many times a detox crisis where all of a sudden, you know, a week into taking the supplements or maybe a little more, they're all of a sudden removing toxins from their system and they're, they're experiencing the symptoms of that. Why? Because they're basically taking an oral chelator that's delivering these minerals where they need to go in the body. And then it's also pulling out medications and heavy metals and, and, and whatnot. And so um, talking about good supplement companies versus bad supplement companies, I, I don't know if there's good and bad, um, but there's, you know, let's put it in these terms. There's therapeutic and then there's just supplement companies that you take because you read the label and it made you, it made you feel good that you were actually investing into your body, but you didn't really see yeah. any effects. So yeah, Health Canada, yeah. make sure that uh, that it's all pure and, and all that, that the, you know, the facilities are clean, testing's taking place, what's in the capsule is actually on the label. Um, however, that doesn't uh, change anything in relation to, to its therapeutic value is it, from what we've seen. So I know that True Hope go, spends a lot of money, time, resources, development in the whole process of, you know, getting the, getting the ingredients from a, from a raw form and then processing them. And then it goes through many other stages and steps to get to the actual capsule. But uh, what, what are most, what are most other companies doing? Like, you know, there's, you can get supplements from Costco. You can get them from, you know, some really poor outlets, Walmart, for example. And, you know, they might have some, they might have a lot of different brands and there's obviously vitamin C that you can get that's probably a bit more expensive from a you know a local health health food store and then you know they they don't have the, those local health food stores don't carry the same brands that Walmart does or Costco does so right. what what's that all about yeah so basically what you'd anticipate to see if you were going to uh, Costco or even worse Walmart and grabbing a multivitamin supplement right <clears throat> i'm not going to name any names but you know, you can get a very broad spectrum multivitamin mineral supplement that has just about as many ingredients or sometimes even more ingredients than what our True Hope Empower Plus has. However, when you take it, you don't see the same effects as what you would see, not even close to the same effects. In fact, um, you'd be hard pressed to even be able to identify any effects outside of placebo. If you're anticipating, you might, you might, you know, 
create some effects for a short period of time, but it, it'll yeah. be short-lived. And so um, outside of that, uh, there's generally no identifiable uh, effects, no scientifically validated effects to these uh, vitamin mineral supplementations that people are taking from, from places like Walmart. And so the reason being what you'd expect is just like us, when they get those pharmaceutical grade minerals, so they're pure coming in, what they would probably do with them is take them in that form. They would throw them into a large mixer with all the other ingredients at the proper ratios. And then it would just go into encapsulation. It's that simple. There's no processes happening. There's, there's no conversions taking place with those minerals to actually make them usable by the body. Now, the issue with that is not only are they not absorbable and going to create a therapeutic effect, but many times it can be quite taxing on the system where the system is trying to assimilate this foreign um, mineral. And when I say foreign, the body needs that mineral, but it's in a foreign form. It's not in a form that you would find being uptaken into a plant that you're now consuming through a fruit or a vegetable. It's in a, a much different form that the body is trying to deal with. And so it can actually be quite taxing on the body, especially with what little absorption may take place. Um, it can actually create some major disruption in, in, in the system where the body's now trying to handle it, where it's actually creating more issues than um, benefits. Yeah, I mean, it ma I mean that makes sense, of course. I mean, we would primarily get off our nutrients, vitamins, minerals from the food that we would consume. But obviously, we've got depletion in soil and our food just isn't what it was anymore. I think everyone can agree on that now. But when it comes to the, taking a poor, let's call it a poor supplement that has done the very basics to just get through the approval process because that's kind of what it would take to just start a supplement company right it's just you know tick the boxes and just do the bare minimum to get through it's basically how i got through school with that attitude anyway different different, <laughs> different story but it didn't really serve me particularly well at the beginning but you know it, you know i got through school and i graduated you know but like it has to come to a point where like with consuming these products that aren't necessarily going to give us a therapeutic effect and we obviously have detoxification pathways to get rid of the things that aren't supposed to be on our body through through and um, through the liver and then through urine and through feces we're going to get rid of some of these things but i have to i have to assume that the body is going to because i know what it does when it has an abundance of foreign unusable elements it's going to wrap them up and store them to, to protect the body from itself so what it can't get rid of it's going to have to wrap up in fat and store somewhere and that's a problem and that's a problem if you continue to do it and it's a problem if for example you were to do a detox or you were to lose a lot of weight or something you know that fat breaks down opens up and all those ingredients that have been stored up are boom into your system and you are going to feel it yep so yep, absolutely yeah yeah i mean can you can you touch on that a little bit in regards to you know why it's so important to have to first of all use a very well established supplement company that does its does its homework and and you know really really raises the bar when it comes to the quality of their product and yeah it's so so important to have that bioavailable um identical to what you would find in nature if you were going to be consuming food because you know the the standard of Empower Plus and True, True Hope's flagship product—it's food. But most mm -hmm. other most other supplement companies, multivitamins, 
are very far from what you would find in nature that we would naturally consume. Exactly. You, you know, so <clears throat> I'll, I'll use an example um, to identify how crucial it is, first of all, to be taking a therapeutic supplement or a supplement that uh, in the proper form that your body can recognize and actually put to use versus one that's not. And, and so before jumping into that example, though, I'm going to pose the question. When people go to the store to buy a multivitamin mineral supplement, are they going there to save money? Are they going there to incite life transformation, right? That's the question that needs to be asked because yeah, you can go buy a supplement for a third of the price um, at Walmart that has very similar ingredients to the Empower Plus, but yet you, you may have saved yourself that money, but you didn't get any, any of the benefits. In fact, you may have actually taxed the system more um, if, it, if the tablet was actually able to break down uh, in your system. Right, if it was able to get past that barrier in the first place, which many people will uh, that that run businesses for um, porta potties and stuff, when they screen everything, they filter everything out. That a lot of times these tablets are still coming out in their whole form. Okay, so but if it's able to break open in the system and <laughs> you actually absorb some of it, uh, you might have a problem on your hands. So that's the first thing: is what what's the motivation as to why you'd want to be taking a supplement? Is it to actually create substantial uh, health benefits that you can actually recognize? Or is it to save yourself a few bucks because you're not saving yourself any money by buying something that doesn't work in the first place? When we take a look at um, what we've done from a very scientific approach for many years, we started off with a support center where we would actually track people's symptoms. Um, we would track how much supplementation they were taking, how much of the Empire Plus they were taking, what other supplements they may be taking, how much coffee they were drinking, antibiotic use, how much sleep they were getting. We were looking at all of these different factors and identifying patterns. And we were doing this with thousands of people, actually tens of thousands of people. And so we had a very broad, a very uh, open, um, large study taking place with a massive amount of people. And that's the scientific approach that we were taking for many years. We still do, um, but that was our sole focus for the first basic decade of us operating was to identify these things and to figure out what will ensure that people will have success in overcoming these mental health conditions. One of the patterns that we identified was interesting because there's a saying out there, more is better. What we came to realize is that statement is a major fallacy in relation to nutrient supplementation or can be, especially when it came to the minerals. So people would be taking the Empower Plus, which is 36 ingredients, 16 uh, minerals, 14 vitamins, right? Um, and so, and it's got the calcium in there. It's got magnesium and it's got phosphorus in the proper balance. It's got boron. So it's got these bone building materials in there. But they're, they're in a proper balance with each other, and they're in the proper form that your body can actually use them. What we saw is where people, and this, this is generally where the issue was, but we've seen it with other things like people taking an additional multivitamin. And all of a sudden, they're getting less results than they were before. But where somebody's concerned about their bone health, and so they go and get a calcium supplement or a calcium-magnesium supplement, right? Um, and they start taking it alongside the Empire Plus. Now... The body's getting more now. It's getting the Empire Plus, plus it's getting all of these other minerals in, in much greater quantities. And what we would generally see almost every time, almost every time, is that it would 
counteract the therapeutic effects in their mental well-being by disrupting the balance. Now, if it's affecting the mental well-being, which is much easier identified in a very short period of time, it's also going to be negatively affecting every other system in the body that's going to take longer to be able to identify and manifest in disease. But mental health, we know it, right? We know, hey, I'm feeling great today, or I'm not feeling very great today. There's nothing physical that you can see different about them, right? But you can tell, or they can tell by tracking their symptoms that, hey, yeah, I'm doing really well. So it, it's a very responsive indicator in the body as to what's going on, what kind of dysfunction, because our mood all of a sudden rapidly deteriorates, right? And so that's what we were seeing is that by people taking more, they were seeing less. Taking more, seeing less results. Spending more money, seeing less results. It didn't make any sense. So we that's actually what the motivation was for us to um, produce our own bone health supplement. That one, we would have control over what form those minerals were in and make sure that they're in the proper balance. So two main factors to it. So we're sitting there, we're chelating these minerals, making sure that they're bioavailable in the system and making sure that they're in the same balance, the crucial balance with the calcium, magnesium, and phosphorus. And then we added, you know, a few other uh, minerals to it as well, like selenium and, and then balanced form of uh, zinc and copper in the proper balance and boron, and then vitamin K2, vitamin C and D. So a very broad spectrum, uh, appropriate bone health supplement so that people that were so concerned about their bone health wouldn't counteract the effects of the Empower Plus by taking more and creating some kind of dysfunction in the body. So that's, that's the other thing too, is it's important. Um, when we take improper forms of minerals, it can have a devastating effect on our system. That, that, that right there showed, you know, Empower Plus on its own, awesome. It was working, having that effect. They introduced another mineral supplement and all of a sudden they're getting less results total. Yeah. Another great example of how that kind of holistic methodology in regards to providing the body with nutrition and then adding too much, like too much can obviously be, it be a, a problem, like using kind of like a grenade effect rather than like a, you know, a pinpoint sniper effect when it comes to treating the body. And I think it's very important that well, I just, yeah, I think most people who go and buy a multivitamin because they've been told it's good for them, they will go and buy like the cheapest one that they can kind of find. And a lot of those people don't actually know that there's like this whole other level of multivitamins and products that you can actually go out and buy. Like you've got this like cheap stuff right down here. And then you've got like the, you know, the premium stuff that's available, usually at a completely different store that I don't even know exists yet. You know, usually like we're talking about like a supermarket and then like your local health food store that, you know, have very well-trained individuals in who will be buying very, very specific products and have a bit more of awareness in regards to, you know, if you do have you know, the, cal the, the bone issue in calcium is just like the most classic possible example of you know the wrong way to deal with bone health you know it's like you know you can you can look at them the primary consumers of calcium on the planet and the osteoporosis rates you know it's just like boom right the the, the correlation there is just absurd um just to kind of finish up though i'd love to ask your opinion in regards to somebody who does have methylation issues be that from a pre genetic predisposition or another reason um stress poor diet whatever that might be but somebody so somebody who doesn't methylate very well but they want to use a broad spectrum micronutrient and power plus to rectify that 
what's the what's the protocol what would you recommend as like a starting dose because obviously our product works so incredibly well for a wide range of psychological disorders but we know it can also enhance your performance if you're an athlete or if you just you know want to just feel even better than you already do you don't you definitely don't have to have a diagnosis to be able to get the benefits from this product but if you're somebody who has a specific methylation issue how would you recommend bringing that into your um into your lifestyle perfect yeah so <clears throat> there's a number of ways uh to do it number of recommendations i'd make but to keep it quite simple um yeah first of all get on the empower plus now, one of the the objections that that most people are going to have that have the MTHFR issue is that it contains folic acid rather than methylfolate. Um, but don't let that be a deterrent because your body will um, will convert folic acid absolutely appropriately if it has all of the other nutrients necessary. So, like the other twelve nutrients in the Empower Plus that are specific to uh, methylation, right? So it's so that's one thing is overcoming that objection because that objection is is created through a lack of knowledge if that makes any sense because nobody well not nobody nobody that I've seen maybe there's other people out there that that are doing it but not that that I'm aware of at all um, <clears throat> nobody that I'm seeing is actually uh, going right to the root of the issue and trying to correct the methylation issue instead they're trying to just bring forward a band-aid solution and they're saying avoid folic acid take methyl tetrahydrovolate, right? So that's the first thing is don't let that be a deterrent. Get on the supplement. For the first bit though, what you can do, um, but do so with a great level of self-awareness is you can get onto uh, another methylated vitamin B complex and go onto it with the anticipation that's only going to be for a matter of time before you're off. So you start at the regular dose and over the period about three months, slowly reduce yourself off as your body is getting better at methylating. The indicator that you're into overmethylation is basically agitation, anxiety, um, psychosis, suicidal thoughts, all that. So if you start to actually feel mentally unwell and you're on that high level, not depressed and, and down you know, low, but you're on the higher level, uh, anxiety, agitation, just an overactivity of, of um, brain function, then know that you're probably overmethylating, reduce or completely come off of that vitamin um, uh, B complex that has the methylated Bs. The other thing that they can do, um, if they want to make it possibly a little bit more simplistic, if they're in the States, it's, it's easier this way. If they're in Canada, we don't supply a methylated form of the Empower Plus um, on the store shelves because it would be disastrous because most people would gravitate towards that with the misinformation or the lack of information surrounding methylation. And so if they started taking it, it'd be counterintuitive uh, for their mental well-being um, and overall well-being, and they just wouldn't feel as good, most people. And so what we do have though out of the States, they can order it directly online for part of the transition period is they can get the methylated form of the Empower Plus where it has the methyl folate and the methyl cobalamin. And they can take that, but once again, it's a time-based thing because your, your pathways are going to begin to correct quite likely for most people are going to correct over time. And once you start methylating appropriately, you don't want to be a, taking additional um, vitamin uh, Bs that are methylated because now you're over-regulating the system rather than allowing the body to regulate appropriately. So those would be kind of the protocols. Uh, you get onto the full dose of Empower Plus over the period of about a week, and then you just do a kind of a, a weaning off of... Um, 
the, the methylated vi uh, vitamin B complex, if you choose to go that route, or uh, as I've heard the way that it's been put for others that have overcome these issues, as you just push through the first three months, basically, and, and you can anticipate uh, by the end of three months that there will likely be uh, a major change, if not an entire change in, in that whole methylation issue that you were struggling with in the first place. Amazing. And I know our incredible micronutrient support team is incredibly well versed when it comes to psychotropic medications, but is this, is, is this methylation issue something that they could support with? It's a little bit new. I did a training session with the support team back in 2018 on the methylation issues that we were seeing. It was actually entitled, the, the presentation was entitled the methylation craze because that's really what it was, right? Yeah. Um, and people latching on to just a small amount of information, not seeing the big picture. And when we did that, it was interesting because a lot of them uh, were not trained on it at that time. It was pretty new as to identifying the, the resolution of issues that we were seeing. Uh, example, one of the support team members said, you know, well, I was just actually on the phone with somebody last week about um, their methylation issue. And they said to me, I think the methylation issue is gone. And, and I said, no, that, that couldn't be right. When in reality, it probably was gone. And so, you know, there was different areas of the company that were identifying the issues, but it hadn't been streamlined communication yet. Um, and so he's like, so quite likely based on, you know, other people's examples of actually being tested at one point showing they have the M MTHFR issue and then being tested again, three months later, and they no longer have the MTHFR issue. Um, so he, he had this recognition, this, this uh, support team member, and he just said, wow, this is uh, so quite likely that person was, was correct in saying that I think the methylation issue is gone, and it probably was. And so I'm not sure how streamlined they've, they've been um, in, in getting uh, that information out because they are extremely knowledgeable in relation to psychiatric medications and custom tailoring programs for people to help them come off uh, and avoid the withdrawal effects. Um, they, they've, they've really honed in on that for the last 25 years. Um, but in relation to the methylation issues, I'm not sure how well versed they are, but I think they have a good understanding that, um, that the methylation issues are able to be eradicated through proper supplementation. Yeah. I think if they were able to immediately answer any questions that they would soon be able to pull that information together and advise appropriately. So I think that's definitely a, um, a method that if people are do want to ask questions and they want to you know start using empower plus um as a way to rectify methylation problems and they could certainly get in contact with micronutrient support to assist them and support them on that journey david that was awesome thank you so much i think that was a great introduction in regards to methylation we covered many different topics and even covering the importance of recognizing how the process of making supplements isn't as easy as it might look on the shelves. So I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate your time today as always. Thank you for having me on Simon. Blessings to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. This is True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. If you are excited to check out Empower Plus, you can visit truehopecanada.com um, and you can find out all that information there. And I really recommend you check out our science page because True Hope is an incredibly unique company in regards to the publications that we actually have. You can visit um, truehopecanada.com, check out the science page, and we have all of um, the publications um, categorized by disorder. So it's, it's a really informative, really quite advanced um, 
area of our company. So I recommend you go and check that out. But don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week.